In this episode, we do a deep dive into the history of rum as we know it. You'll learn some fun facts, my three favorite rums, and rum cocktails for you to try, and I tell you how rum got me out of the Jamaican jungle. Get off your feet, pull up a seat. This is the Bar Stars Happy Hour Podcast. Coming to you from Las Vegas, this is the Bar Stars Happy Hour, a show for bar people by bar people. We'll get to know different bar stars from around the globe and serve up tips, tricks, and the untold tales of the industry. So whether you sling drinks in a bar or just enjoy a round or two, join us for happy hour, because this pod's for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bar Stars Happy Hour podcast. My name is Tom Alley. Um, I appreciate you checking in. Uh, tuning into the episode this week, we are going to do a deep dive into rum. Uh, it is the oldest spirit known to man. Uh, the history is a little sketchy, but we're going to kind of get into that and, uh, you know, kind of see where it came from and, and why it's so good and why it's so widely used in so many different cocktails because, you know, there's so much flavor involved and, you got your white rums, your silver rums, gold rums, dark rums, black rums. I mean, there's so many different kinds of rum, and we're going to go through them all. And we're going to just basically see where they come from, how they're made, why they're so good. Now, if you know me at all, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a couple of years now, you definitely should. You would know I love my whiskey. I love my whiskey. And... You know, whiskey claims to be America's spirit, but rum has actually been around since colonial times. It was huge back then. And yeah, and we we're talking 1600s, 1700s. It was rum was it. I mean, the traditional history of modern style rum tells, you know, if it's an invention in the Caribbean, 17th century by slaves and, and sugarcane plantations who discovered that the molasses which is the byproduct of the sugar refining process could be fermented into alcohol and then distilled. So let's get into some fun facts about rum. Like I said, it is the oldest spirit in the world. The first rum distillation took place in the Caribbean in the 1620s. This led to rum being the first alcohol to be manufactured and distilled. It was also the first spirit that was drank for pleasure and that was not used for medicinal purposes. The largest rum distillery is still in the Caribbean. It's Bacardi, folks. Their massive distillery is in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and it produces 100,000 liters of rum every single day. I mean, damn. That's a lot of mojitos, folks. Rum actually used to be really, really valuable. It was so valuable in the 18th century that they used it as a type of currency, in fact, Sailors would receive rum as a form of payment. And I mean, you could pay me in booze all you want, um, but it was part of their benefits package is rum. No wonder Captain Jack Sparrow was such a fucking happy dude, man. He's just sipping on rum all day, every day, getting it from his boys and getting it from the other people and enemies and back and forth. I mean, damn, that's sounds like a good time to live to me. Minus all the disease and all that. There's always been a widespread belief that fermented drinks have medical benefits. By the early 19th century, physicians used to pre prescribe alcoholic beverages for all sorts of medical treatments from snake bites to disease control. Then you got the pirates coming in, i.e. matey, they drink it to 
you know, prevent diseases such as the flu and scurvy, as well as to eliminate stress. I drink it to eliminate stress. I'm just saying. Rum was considered a great antiseptic for clean wounds and to prevent infections. It, it was a it was a fix all. If it seemed to fix everything, that's what they thought, anyways. After 1850, the rise of scientific medicine discredited the therapeutic value of alcohol. Eventually, alcoholic beverages were removed from the list of scientifically approved medicines, yet somehow during Prohibition in the United States, the law allowed the medicinal use of alcohol beverages through a physician's prescription. At that time, pharmacies were the main sale points of spirits. So, which one is it? Rum can be strong, folks, and if you've never had an overproof rum, let me tell you, it's good. We actually have a new place in Las Vegas here inside Area 15. If you've heard about it, it's called Lost Spirits Distillery, and it's on the property of Area 15. And it's pretty cool, man. It's basically themed of you're in a ship in the sea and and the light fixtures move and it's pretty crazy but they actually have a distillery there for rum and uh brian davis distiller and themed experience creator uh said in 2015 i got to be the first person to ever make booze in a laboratory successfully they actually make they figured out how to make 20 year old stuff and it takes one week. It takes seven days for them to make this stuff. Um, and it's the quality of 20-year-old rum. It's all overproof rum. Uh, it's actually pretty good. Definitely check it out if you're in Vegas. It's called Lost Spirits Distillery. But let me tell you this. All my fellas out there, if you're losing your hair a little bit, they thought that rum could prevent hair loss. You believe that? I don't need any more reasons to drink rum, but damn, I mean, if there's some suggestions that this liquor can help hair loss. In fact, in the 1800s, rum was actually used by many as a type of shampoo to clean the hair. And most people believe that it actually helped make their hair thicker. Man, I'm going to tap that bottle of Captain Morgan tonight. Take that baby in the shower with me and we go to town. We're going to have a good time. Start growing that hair back. I'd love to see the scientific trials on that. That shit would be hilarious. Um, Apparently, George Washington was quite the mixologist back in his day. He was well known for making his famous Mount Vernon eggnog, which the main ingredient, dark Jamaican rum, baby. And if you think Kanye West got a lot of nicknames, rum's right up there with him. I mean, you got your kill devil, your demon water, Navy needers, Nelson's blood, Barbados water, grog. Pirates drink and rum bullion. I think they beat Kanye. So there's actually five major types of rum, which y'all probably know uh, what they are, but let's go through them. Let's learn a little bit about what they are. Let's start off with white rum. White rum is usually stored in stainless steel vessels or casks and aged for a very short period of time, like one to two years in the barrels with charcoal filters. And that basically takes out any color and impurities after the aging process. It has a lighter taste than gold in dark rums. Therefore it's often used in cocktails and you'll see it all over the place in drink menus. Then we got gold rum. Gold rum is aged in oak barrels for slightly longer than the white rum and caramel may be added after the aging process to provide the vivid golden color. 
Then you got your dark rum. Dark rum is aged for the maximum number of years. It has a much sweeter and kind of chocolatey flavor. Uh, it's darker because it is not filtered after the aging process. Then you got your overproof rums, those Bacardi 151s, those things that you light on fire. Uh, these are what's most popular in the Caribbean islands, your Bahamas, Jamaicas. Um, they have a much higher alcohol content than the typical 37 to 40%. So, you know, 70, 80 proof. These things can be, I mean, up to 70, 80%. So you're talking 140 proof to 160 proof. And if you've never had anything that high, let me tell you, it is, it will light you on fire on top of being able to actually light it on fire. Um, and it's mostly used down there for their cocktail menus and their rum-based fruit cocktails. And lastly, you got the spice drum, the Captain Morgans of the world. Uh, spice drum is infused during the blending stage with strong spices like cinnamon, aniseed, ginger, rosemary, pepper. Uh, it's usually dark in color with caramel occasionally added for sweetness. But, I mean, you know how popular Captain Morgan is, so... It's pretty delicious. The misconception that rum is sweet might come from the fact that casual drinkers have only consumed rum in rum drinks with fruit juices and syrups and overly sugary cocktails. Although rum is from sugarcane, its sugar content is consumed by the yeast during fermentation, the chemical process that turns sugars into ethanol. By the time fermentation completes, no sugar remains in the fermented mash. Straight off the still, freshly distilled alcohol has essentially no sugar in it. Even if the mash has sugar left in it, residual sugar, very little will remain after the distillation process. So the sugar that goes into the still does not come out the other side. Most people also believe that the darker a rum looks, the longer it is aged. That's not true. The truth is that a barrel can lend so much color to a spirit. So the barrel can make it look darker. Likewise, rums that are a very dark color are the most likely to have additive color and more color often means more sweetness. So they're your caramels and molasses and all that. As rum ages in the barrels, some of the liquid evaporates over time. This is called the angel share. In the bourbon world, it's a very popular thing as well. Uh, in parts of the Caribbean, the angel share is up to 7% of the cask's contents. The entire cask, up to 7% of that can evaporate. That's crazy. In cooler climates, it can be 1% or 2%. But that's a lot of evaporation if you think about it. Quick story by the name Nelson's Blood. This is a really cool story, actually. Um in 1805, Admiral Horatio Nelson was killed as he led his Royal Navy to victory against the French and Spanish fleet at the Battle of Trafalgar. After his death, historians say that Nelson's body was stored in a cask of rum and thirsty sailors drilled holes into that cask and drained away from the rum which would have been mixed with his blood, Nelson's blood. That's pretty interesting. Believable, very believable back in the day because they didn't give a damn. They'll throw you in a barrel 
fill it up with booze and drill holes in that son of a bitch. And I could see it for sure. So let's get into some classic rum cocktails. Ones you need to know, ones you need to drink, ones you need to make all the time. These are the classics. There's variations of each, but these are the classics. So you got your daiquiri, your classic daiquiri. When it comes to rum cocktails, you cannot overlook the most famous. This is it. There are many variations on how to make it. You do it up, you do it frozen, whatever. The recipe is simple. It is rum, lime juice, simple syrup. That's it. Legend has it that Jennings Cox, uh, who was a mining engineer, he was making gin sours for all of his guests. And upon you know, running out of gin, he says, well, I'm going to make it with rum. Many slushy bars and beachfront bars and all that stuff, they serve this, serve this cocktail as a slushy. You might see it in a machine behind the bar and, or a blender or whatever. But the classic version, rum, lime juice, simple syrup, Shaken and strained, served in a chill glass. Slightly sweet, somewhat tart, but perfectly balanced in terms of flavor. Next on the list is the El Floridita daiquiri or the Hemingway daiquiri. One of my favorites all time. Ernest Hemingway used to love daiquiri so much he would order doubles. And they used to call him Papa Doble. Hemingway liked his drink served blended or frozen, but today the traditional Hemingway daiquiri is usually served straight up. White rum, maraschino liqueur, maraschino, but I think it's schino. Grapefruit juice, lime juice, and a splash of simple syrup. Shake and strain into a chilled glass and garnished with a maraschino cherry. Delicious. If this drink is made properly and balanced, this is one of my favorite drinks of all time. Definitely try this out, the Hemingway Daiquiri. Now we get into the Hurricane, and the Hurricane, man, this recipe has changed over the years. It's is synonymous with the Make It Red cocktail. You know what I'm saying? The bartender's like, oh, just make it red. The Hurricane is so popular in New Orleans, it's became an icon for Mardi Gras. Pat O'Brien claims to have invented this cocktail at his speakeasy, where the password to get in was Storms Bruin. He created the hurricane because he had to move through the rum. He was forced to buy from the liquor distributor before he could get more scotch and whiskey. So, But it's taken on a, a world and a name of its own. Um, this drink is one of the most recognized and popular rum drinks. Definitely try a hurricane. Then you get to the bartender's favorite, the mojito. Now, a lot of bars don't carry mint, but the ones that do, the bartenders like. Be, this is a labor-intensive cocktail when really it's not. If it's made properly... It's just as easy as the other ones. You just have to muddle the mint. Um, you know, it's it's a very easy cocktail to make. Very refreshing and very good. Definitely try a mojito if you've never tried a mojito. The planner's punch, the cable car, the painkiller. And my favorite, my personal favorite, is the Mai Tai. But not the Make It Red Mai Tai, like all you're going to get at the clubs and the pools and all that. So no, no, no. The 1944 Trader Vic's Mai Tai. This drink is so, so delicious. Again, when made properly and balanced, this drink is a must. Victor Jules Bergeron, also known as Trader Vic, first served this drink to his friends in Tahiti. And one of them exclaimed, Mai Tai Ruai, 
I think that's how you say it, which translates to out of this world the best. It was Mai Tai from then on. Some people say Trader Vic didn't invent the Mai Tai, to which he has responded, quote, anybody who says I didn't create this drink is a dirty stinker. So there you have it. Another incredible cocktail is Three Dots and a Dash. And if you're familiar with the show, we had Aaron Hayes on. I believe it's episode 31, um, Queen of Tiki. And we talked all things tiki and rum. It's an amazing episode. If you've not listened to it, please go back episode 31 and definitely check it out. Um, This cocktail is absolutely a tiki classic. And we talked about tiki and she says, if you don't know tiki, don't do tiki. There's a history to it and you want to honor that culture. Um, But this is actually the name of a very, very well-respected and award-winning bar in Chicago. The name means victory in Morse code. Uh, It's also the namesake of this bar in Chicago where Aaron Hayes has actually worked. um, And she was going into how much it was like in the service well and and how labor intensive these drinks were. But the the finished product is just simply incredible. And and they're the Instagrammable cocktails that you see. Um, She also worked at the Gage and Lost Lake in Chicago, all award winning bars. Um, Definitely an episode to check out. It contains three different types of rum. So it might be a little tough to make at home, but if you ever get the chance to have this cocktail made for you, definitely try it. Hey, everybody, if you would like to sponsor the podcast, that's the Bar Stars Happy Hour podcast, if you're nasty, or promote your business or your brand, we would love to work with you. Contact us at hello at barstarspodcast.com for all sponsorship opportunities. All right, I told you I would go through and tell you my three favorite types of rum and my three favorite rum cocktails. So here we go. My three favorite rums are Havana Club, Appleton's, and Ronza Kappa. And my three favorite rum cocktails are, as I mentioned before, the 1944 Trader Vic's Mai Tai, the Hemingway Daiquiri, And yes, the pina colada, but over ice. Gotta be over ice. Freshly made, fresh juice, lime juice, orange juice, pineapple juice. Excellent. You get it over ice, over maybe even crushed ice on a summer day. Perfection. I was going to tell you a story in the beginning about how rum helped me deal with being stuck in the jungles in Jamaica and get out and get back to the property and everything was good to go. So... My wife and I, we go to Jamaica, hanging out, amazing resort, all-inclusive, right next to the airport, don't have to travel much, amazing. So they tell us, they said, if you want to go anywhere, um, use the transportation that the resort provides. And we're like, oh, okay, cool, not a problem. Uh, So we decided to go ziplining in the middle of the jungle. Amazing. We get there, we get on a bus, and they take us all the way out there. And let me tell you, on the way out there, I mean, you had people pulled over on the side of the road with with guns and stuff drawn and circled the cars. And and we're like, oh, that's that police. They're like, no, 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 that's that's their own kind of militia. That's how they do things in Jamaica. They run it, and they, they control everything. So we're like, holy shit. Okay, they weren't lying. Take the transportation provided by... The resort. Got it. Heard. 
Um, so we get through and we're going two lane roads and we're swerving back and forth and in and out of traffic and you swear that you're going to get in an accident. But, um, we finally get there, we get all the way out there in, in the middle of the jungle. And, um, it was one of the most incredible things that we've ever done. I mean, you're zip lining, not like tree to tree folks, you're, you're going over valleys and it is just an incredible experience and you have your tour guide and it's a really, really cool thing to do. I highly suggest doing it. Uh, but when we went out there, I mean, the sun was shining and it was downpour. It was downpouring rain. Uh, so where it is though, you have to go kind of up into the hills and uh, the roads are very small and they don't really plan for flooding and all that stuff. So we're up there. We go zip lining. Incredible experience incredible tour guide. So it starts raining. It starts raining so much that by the time we get done, we're back at base where the bus is supposed to come pick us up. Tour guides say we're stuck up here. The bus can't get up. I said, I'm sorry. What you mean? I I, I can't get back. I can't get back to the nice cushy, fluffy, beautiful resort that we're staying at. We're stuck up here in the middle of the jungle. Okay, cool. Um, and I got nothing but a t-shirt and shorts on and it's downpouring rain. The bus cannot get up the hill. So we're sitting there. The sun's about to go down and we're like, how long is this going to take? Are we going to get back? This is a weird scenario. A bunch of different cultures in our group. Uh, and it's just a kind of an uneasy feeling because now it's starting to get dark. And we're wondering if we're ever going to get back and, and what the hell is going to happen. Right. So our tour guide busts out two gallons, like milk gallons of some libation cocktail, whatever you want to call it that they made and just started passing out cups and pouring shots for everybody, pouring drinks for everybody. But it was just this, like old milk carton and just this gallon of red juice. And he puts it in a cup and you taste it and it, it immediately grows hair on your chest. I'm talking this shit is strong. This shit is crazy strong. So, I mean, after a few, I'm like, okay, you can keep me here. I'm good in the jungle now. I'm, I'm all set. Um, so we keep drinking and they kept passing it out and, it was just such a cool bonding experience almost because then we started to talk to our tour guide and, and it was just a really cool situation and in, in realizing where we were in the world and what's going on and how culturally different Jamaica is not just Jamaica, but a lot of those islands and, and it's, it was just really kind of eye opening and really fun. And we got to know a lot of the people that were in our group that if we'd have got on the bus from the beginning on the way back, we probably wouldn't have got to know him very well. Um, but it was just a really, really cool situation. I can't even tell you how many of those little cups of that red fire water that I had, but it was so, so good. Appleton's all day. You could taste it. Um, I asked him what was in it. He just smiled and nodded. He didn't really say anything. He said, just drink it, man. It's good for you, man. Um, and it was incredible. We got back. It was almost dark out. We got back to the resort. That was one of the coolest things. And I think I'll always remember that 
I'll always remember that trip, but I will always remember that happening. And I think how important it was and how much it added to our trip because we actually got to see what life was really like outside of the resorts. And I think that's important when you go somewhere, it's important to get to their culture and and to see what life is really like there. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not dangerous. It is dangerous. So if you go there, if you go to Jamaica and you want to go do all this fun stuff, please take the transportation provided by the resort. But I would definitely say do it and go inland and see how people are really living there. It's it's pretty eye opening. Not going to lie. Um, and I wasn't really a rum person before that. And I don't know what the hell he gave me. But after that, I started acquiring a taste for rum. And I want to thank the people of Jamaica and our tour guide, whoever that is. And we definitely have plans to go back and we're going to do it again. So that's the Jamaican rum story that, you know, really added to our experience. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the episode. That is our deep dive on rum. We got all the spirits coming and we got some really cool interviews lined up. Um, We got a rock band coming up. We got one of the best flair bartenders on the planet. His episodes coming up. We got some really cool things coming. So I definitely appreciate you guys listening and I look forward to what's coming up next. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials at bar stars podcast on Instagram, TikTok, bar stars, happy hour podcast on Facebook. And don't forget to follow us anywhere. Podcasts are available. We are more than likely there. I hope you guys have learned something and I hope you try some rum. There's some fantastic cocktails out there. Until next time, everybody, cheers. Make sure and get a Bob Marley while you in Jamaica, man.